Hi everyone, I'm Disha. Hi, I'm Soumya. Hi, I'm Reshu. Hi, I'm Preeksha. We are all first-year students from Miranda House, Delhi University, and are proud members of the entrepreneurship cell of our college. You are listening to our podcast series, The Growth Code, which aims to bridge the gap between the students and the startup founders by covering their super-inspiring stories. For today, we have with us the ultimate green entrepreneur, Mr. Nandan Bhatt, who is the founder and the director of EcoCari, a Pune-based startup which aims to innovate and present sustainable alternatives by weaving the fabric made from plastics using charkha and handloom in a traditional way. Hi, sir. We welcome you. Thank you so much for joining in. We are super happy and excited to have you with us today. So, would you like to give a brief introduction about yourself? Okay, uh, my name is Nandan Bhatt. I was born in Kashmir in 1980s. Then in early 1990s, we had to move out of the Kashmir. We were forced actually to move out of the Kashmir at that time. Lived in uh, migrant camps, if you uh, know about it, for seven years. And then uh, I did my primary schooling, primary and till twelfth uh, in Jammu, and then moved to Mumbai for my engineering. Did my engineering production, then moved Pune for my masters and an MBA uh, in sales and marketing. And then now started Ikukari. Honestly, this whole thought in itself is so inspiring. So, would you like to brief a bit about Ikukari? I mean, what is it exactly for the people who don't know this hidden gem? So, can you please throw some light on Ikukari? So, as a, I'll start with actually what Ikukari is in that phase. Then, uh, what Ikukari is, we upcycle waste, plastic bags, kit packets, chips packets, and uh, gift wrappers uh, using charcoal and handloom. So the process completely is manual. There's no machine being used, no extra energy being consumed. Uh, we, uh, as an organization, not only focus on making the product green, but we also focus on keeping the process also green. In the whole, from taking the waste and then converting them into products, the whole process is green. Now the process starts from actually of collection of the waste. For the collection of waste, we have found uh, four major sources. So the first one is we are tied up with a couple of organizations who work with waste pickers. They collect all kinds of waste and then segregate uh, the plastic which we require and then it's shipped to us and then we do the other process of it. So the other source which we get is work on a lot for awareness and these kind of small sessions like with you guys or we do with the schools, we do with the corporates also where we tell what we do. So we keep getting plastic from the individuals also. So that's the second source for us. The third source is we work with corporates also. So the corporate waste, for example, there are a lot of those uh, biscuit packet manufacturers in and around Pune as well in Mumbai. They send us their waste. And then at the end of the day, if we still fall short of some of the waste, then we work with those uh, wholesalers and the distributors of waste. And then we get it from them. Now, the first part in the unit, which is in the process, is that the plastic is actually washed, sanitized, and then dried under the sun. As I mentioned earlier, the complete process is manual. There's no machine being used, no extra energy being consumed. So once it's uh, dried, we sort them color-wise so that we use the same colors. There's no other color pigmentation done. The bag which you see is completely made from the same color of the bag. So we sort them color-wise. Once these are sorted, we cut them using a pair of scissors into long strips. And then these strips are rolled onto the charkha and woven on handloom to get the fabric out of it. Once the fabric is done, so there's a design team who works with us. So they work on to it, make beautiful products out of it, which are market ready. This whole idea and the way you were expressing it is just amazing. 
Thank you so much for such an insightful answer. So let's move ahead towards our first question. The okay. very first question that comes to our mind is pretty obvious. I mean, how did you get this whole idea of upcycling waste into beautiful products? What was the key driving force to become an entrepreneur? When I was actually talking about myself, I told you that I am basically from Kashmir. So my birthplace is Kashmir. So I was very much in the lap of nature. Then once I moved to Maharashtra and Pune, I had a friend circle who were avid trekkers. So we used to trek uh, almost on every alternate weekend. That actually kept the connect there. But over the period of time, what we could see is that uh, these trek spots are actually getting converted into garbage spots. So the trekkers uh, were actually getting uh, less and less and the more tourists were actually visiting these places where they will have weekend plans, they will go party and dump their waste and come back. So that was the trigger point that uh, can we do something out of it. 2013 was the year when I quitted my job and then thought can we do something. It wasn't about this but uh, there is a lot of opportunity with these kind of products. So the process or what you can say the thought behind how we started it. Now, as an organization, we work basically on two basic missions as of now. So the first one is we are trying to conserve the environment by upcycling single-use waste plastic bags, biscuit packets, six packets, which nobody else is actually doing. And the other part is that we, through this project, we try to enable livelihoods of women and youth uh, from the humble backgrounds in and around Pune as of now. So this is how it started. And as of now, we have close to 25 artisans working with us. This is incredible. I mean, most of us do travel. We come across lots and lots of garbage and plastic. But sadly, we always end up doing nothing about it. But you were the one who took the initiative. You thought about it all and then came up with this brilliant idea of Ikokari. That is so great of you. Okay, so just out of curiosity, we all wanted to know that how did you go about the name Ikokari? I mean, what is the deep meaning behind it? So uh, before this, I actually told you that we work on two basic missions. One is conserving the environment, and other is providing livelihood to the women and youth. Eco-kari, if you see, uh, the word is combination of two different words. One is eco and the other is kari. So eco was actually derived from the eco-friendly because we wanted to conserve the environment. And kari was derived from the karigar because we are weaving using handloom and charka, which is artisan-based work. So that's how the combination of eco and kari became eco-kari. That is great, you know, and it automatically also reflects the whole idea behind the organization that is promoting the artisans, the karigars around us. So that is a smart strategy. Moving forward, the entire journey of reaching this height must have been very difficult. So what all challenges did you face while starting up at a personal level as well as the professional level? And how did you overcome them? So the first thing is uh, when we started, uh, so I was working in a corporate life. So the moment you move from the corporate life to the business side, when you are on the other side of the table, so being in the corporate, working for an organization who has a huge brand name. So the people respect you, not because what you are, but because the brand which you are presenting. The moment I moved from that cognition to starting my own organization, the first thing was the harsh reality that those people who used to be working with, who used to work with me in the corporate life were actually ignoring me because I had nothing to present to them. So that was the first thing which hit us. Then slowly we started uh, building those, what do you call those relations with, uh, because uh, we started as a CSR consultant. So we're working with NGOs as well as corporates for 
and that was the most difficult part is to start actually then things fall on fall in the rightly place so that was the most difficult and then over the period of time it still is being a startup at cash flows are erratic so the second wave it took us by surprise so we had planned something else the second wave the lockdown actually we had to close the office and non essentials were not allowed so we had to deal with that technically there are uh, my parents were a bit surprised with the decision that i am moving from my secure job to a completely volatile business kind of a scenario because being in kashmir they were in the business and then the migration actually took us directly on the road so they had been through that ups and downs through the business so they wanted me to have a secure life but then i wanted to give myself some time it started actually with that discussion with my wife that can i give myself a couple of years where i will start this if it is not working i will go back to the corporate work because uh, within these couple of years i will still be relevant in the corporates because my skills and everything will be still relevant but luckily it one of the other things started working and then it's still going on so i am going back to the job this is just yeah. incredible we totally admire you for the hardships you faced and what you are now Mm-hmm. So do you think okay. your story could have been different if you had started in your 20s from what it is now I'm sure actually if I would have started in the 20s I might have made more mistakes than what I started because you are completely wild in that phase you think that everything is possible so that's one part which I wanted to tell that but on the other side if you see in the other side of it if i would have started in my 20s i might have got more time to perfect the business plan which we are working as of now so it could have given us that cushion of working more on that plan there's one more point actually i wanted to add that for anyone if it is or 20s 30s 40s there is no perfect time to start it is a time when you have that calling and you think that you can do it you should start it let's actually not focus on what age you are if you think you have a good idea just start with it it can be late in your corporate life if you have started your corporate life and then then down years the line you think that i should try it out try it out if it works good if it doesn't work out you can still go back to your job right we completely agree <laughs> moving on to the next question which is quite important and it has two dimensions so please tell us yes. if eco curry is bootstrapped i mean without any external cash or support or yeah. is it funded by investors and if it is bootstrapped then how did you go about it how did you manage the financial requirements and if it is funded then how did you get the investors to invest in it for anybody to start you need to have an idea first because investors only invest if you have a sound idea and you have something to show to them but for us uh, we started with our own money i had a corporate life uh, before where i had saved some money so i know that i can invest on my own project why to go to somebody and then give liquidity to them but right. now we are in that phase where we want to grow into the larger scale so you need more funds we should be having close to 100 plus same kind of projects which we have as of now in pune so we want to replicate this project in 100 plus locations each and every location should have close to 50 to 60 artisans so we want, we measure our impact in two things actually one is the kind of plastic we upcycle and other is the kind of livelihoods which we create these are the two things which we want this is definitely a great strategy thank you so much for your comprehensive answer so now i would like to hand it over to somya thank you disha so the next question i wanted to ask is how did you go about yeah. scaling your business and specifically the most important marketing and advertising part 
on the marketing part of it now marketing and the advertising part of it so we work with both segments one is b2b and one is b2c so we have our own website and the social media where we directly sell products to the end consumers and for that uh, marketing and advertising is majorly as of now through social media and for social media like instagram fb and youtube uh then we do a lot of newsletters and uh, direct message campaigns so we have database of the customers who have purchased from us so we keep doing uh, those offers message so that we are on the top of their minds uh now for the b2b is a completely different ball game for us because uh, high turnover business and then but it takes time for the maturity uh maturity in the sense of the per sale lead it takes close to 3 to 6 months for the follow ups and then the corporate will come back to us that yeah we want these products from you for right. the gifting and all that so uh, for that we actually do a lot of corporate seminars i do it completely free for them so uh, like the awareness uh, programs for uh, big corporates we do is a one hour session with them so that's how you start interacting with the corporates then uh, we are very active on the linkedin then we do seminars and awareness awareness sessions with the schools and college because we understand that that is consumer or target group where we want to work on because these are the future people who might be your consumers or customers we do lot of session with other these ones and for b2b the major segment one or more major segment for us is exports so we do export our products to europe us yeah so that's as a scaling of the business that's very insightful now moving on to yeah. the next question any worker is very important part of an organization so could you please elaborate on the role that rural women or for that matter any women have played and are still playing in your business and how do you think their lives changed after getting employed in your business okay so ecocari's basic two missions which i discussed in the earlier is the first one is conserving the environment the other is enabling the livelihood for women and youth so as a organization we uh, simply don't talk about it we actually are trying to implement it also so the first thing which we actually do as a organization is that the campus is completely kid friendly so we understand that most of the women uh, and youth who are working with us so they come from the humble background which means that uh, both parents are working so its mother and father both are working to sustain their families as of now so the woman or, or the mother is actually pitching and uh, trying to support that family in that case what happens in some of the days that both are working and then the kid becomes a priority that what is supposed to be done with them so we keep that open that you can uh, get your kids with you no issue so we have a couple of laptops which are spare so they can do their studies uh, in office the number of attrition has also come down because wow for any kid who is there alone at the home the mother has to be there with them on example part there is a girl who is working with us she actually had to drop down in the first wave in 2020 because uh, family had lost their jobs so she had to discontinue the education because she was not able to pay the fees now she is working with us so she pays the fees on her own and she is on verge of a complete in the graduation so that's one part which we completely know that it has helped her as of now she is actually on verge of becoming the lead vivo first because she has picked up so fast wow that's truly inspiring and motivating now uh, yeah. every organization faces some problem so what yes. problems do you face at work or what is the part that needs more time and attention as compared to other work like maybe it can be 
choosing or gathering appropriate quality of plastic so can you just elaborate mm-hmm. on that okay as an organization we actually struggle with everything technically so let me be upfront with it for example if i have to create one more unit like ecocari uh we need to scout for the handlooms and the uh, accessories which you require to make a fabric now handloom as a industry is actually coming down in india is being placed by the power loom so the first problem for us is actually finding and then customizing that handloom to us then the second problem uh, related to that is that you don't find weavers who can come and teach you because they are very less in number now everybody has shifted to power loom so uh, finding a person who can train you is also a issue then the third point here is that which you already mentioned is finding the plastic so everybody actually tells us that the plastic is everywhere how is it a problem to you should be getting it free but plastic is not available in the right form for example a plastic bag which has a sanitary waste inside it i don't allow my uh, artisan to put hand in it neither any uh, waste picker put hand in it it's actually uh, derogatory for anybody to put a hand in it Right. If it's a sanitary waste, for example, used sanitary pads or anything which you can imagine, they are in polythene bags. There are a lot of uh, those individuals who actually send their plastic waste to us, and most of the time it is actually dirty. There are a lot of food particles inside it, and it takes four to five days. For example, if you are sending it from Delhi to Pune, it takes four to five days in shipping, and in four to five days it starts decaying, and it is actually hard to uh, clean it also. so these are kind of the issues which we get then coming on the other side of the issues is uh, the product which we are creating is completely new to the market so we have to work complete from awareness to actually building the market because we need to tell the customer that what kind of product this is how much time it is consuming why is it a bit higher in price than the regular canvas products or canvas bags or any your uh, those suit leather bags Yes, because it takes a good amount of labor as well as the time to create one bag for us. Every bag is different in terms of color, because we deal with waste. There's no repetition of the color, so we have to photograph each and every bag technically. For example, if I have a laptop sleeve, each and every laptop sleeve will be different in color. Yeah, yeah, true. So these are kind of the issues which we face. There are a lot of other uh, any organization like the cash flows. These are generic, so I will not get into mm-hmm. them. So these were specific to us what we have. Yeah, I'm sure your organization is tackling these challenges in a very great way. Now moving on to the next question: Who has been your greatest inspiration throughout the whole journey? And there must have been highs and lows. You, who has been your yes. constant support and who motivated you to keep going? on very practical grounds actually i do not idolize anyone so i might read about elon musk i might read about jack ma i might read about azim ji prem ji and all that but then uh, i don't copy them so i don't find inspirations in them so on the practical grounds the inspiration always has been in my family because they have kept me going ups and downs every person has it in your life or in our business but if you have a family support which gives you that cushion no matter what it is will be there for you it has actually helped me in that case technically that, yes i can say that my family is my inspiration in that case that's so true now uh, i yeah. would like to hand it over to reshu to further conduct the session and ask more questions yes. sure hi sir question is very interesting and i'm 
hoping that everyone would be very excited about this so what tips and tricks okay. would you like to share with the budding entrepreneurs like for the students as well as who are willing to start up with their own business in college life itself and also if you mm. would like to warn them about something the generation which you are in maybe 20s late 20s or early 20s a lot of ideas there might be a lot of things which you think that they work but what happens with most of those ideas that nobody tests them in the market or actual world so the first oh. advice is just start it don't try to perfect the plan on your excels on words it doesn't work because at the end of the planning so planning is what you want but it doesn't happen in that way so the first thing what i want anybody is to just get started just started things will follow on the place believe me it has worked for me also the second thing is uh, most of us when we started so that's it's actually uh, from my uh, lessons which i have done actually wrong is that uh, during the start of the journey you think that you can do everything from sweeping the floor to uh, doing couriers to managing customers to doing uh, building a website and everything you can do it on your own no you cannot you have your limitations you are a human so there are only 24 hours in a day so start building the team if you want to build a organization so you have to do that uh one more point which i actually can resonate is which i think uh, some of you might resonate with me is that i basically am an introvert so it is a bit difficult for a person like me to come out and speak with the audience so it does take a lot of uh, it still does to be upfront and introverts have a lot of self doubts also that uh, what will uh, they think about what i'm speaking and all that but i can actually genuinely now after 8 to 9 years of my journey i can say that if you're an introvert you can definitely succeed in uh, entrepreneurial journey there's nothing that as an introvert you don't have what an extrovert has it's exactly the same thing and the well, one more thing is uh, i actually follow simon sinek a lot so as a business consultant so he just actually yesterday or before that actually quoted that always take the risk of being optimistic so that is the kind of advice i can actually give to anyone do take that risk of being optimistic things do turn out good yes. thank you sir that was a very insightful answer uh the follow up mm-hmm. question that we have is any advice or any sort of awareness that you would like to give to the students hearing you be it regarding the environment sustainability or anything as such so plastic is an integral part of anybody's life uh even i will be lying that if i say that plastic doesn't come in my home because i have a daughter she needs food she needs chips she needs lays kurkure ke packets and all those things which do come to my home and we don't have alternates actually to the plastic and the food packaging but there are a lot of alternates which are already there and nobody is using them nobody i am not nobody but uh, at least most of us are not using it like if you're going for the shopping can you use your cloth bag each and every one has it and it weighs actually lesser than the mobile you can easily avoid 6 to 7 carry bags i think uh, the data is 10 to 12 carry bags for shopping if you're going with your own bag if you're traveling for a journey of close to 18 hours you can uh, you easily use four to five water bottles so if you're using your own water bottle you can easily save that much of plastic yeah if you're ordering from your those online food uh, chains can you uh, simply say that you don't need that plastic cutlery 
each and every one of us can make these small small changes and it does make huge difference at the end of the day we may it does so these are the kind of the advices i can actually ask for any student not only the students but also to the all citizens across the india to follow if we want to be sustainable as a country yes sir i definitely agree that we are lacking in somewhere awareness in reducing the plastic consumption from daily to daily life yes so um do you have any regrets knowing what you know now is there anything you would have done differently if you were starting this again no i don't have regrets i have learnings so there are learnings which if i go back i might do things differently like when i started uh, with the thinking that i can do everything of it like the marketing sales sweeping the office doing couriers no you cannot so that part i would definitely like to change the other thing uh, is i took time in starting i had a lot of ideas uh, during my 20s but i never had that courage to start it so you should have courage to actually have belief in your own idea but you should not be also hopelessly uh, uh, optimistic also if the things are not working for a couple of years you should have guts to get out of it and start doing something else because then if you understand there are the social pressures on both sides once before you start uh, anything so there will be social pressure from your parents that why oh, you are doing this uh, you have good education you can do a complete free kind of a working but once you're doing this and if it is not working there is a social pressure on the other side also that uh, you have wasted your two years and it now why you do want to go back to the thing which you have started but as a person you should know that this is not working so that's the kind of an advice which i want to give have courage to start it but have courage also to get out of it if it's not working yes sir so true yeah. so this is yeah. the last question if you had a magic okay. stick which other three things mm-hmm. that you would like to change in the world okay i don't have it but then uh, let me do some guess work okay uh, <laughs> the first thing which i want if i go back in the time maybe 90s uh, 1915 or something like that the discovery of fossil fuels will be the first thing which i actually can take reverse because that's the first thing which has created all the problems the second might be the invention of the plastic third is which nobody actually knows that electric cars were actually uh, present before our fuel cars were there the diesel and petrol cars or the gasoline cars so it was the henry ford who actually lobbied that ele- petrol cars are better than the electric cars so i will actually go back and start that no they fossil fuel cars are not good electric cars are better so these are the three things which i can if i want to go back okay that was okay. very interesting answer now i would like to pass over to preksha here we come to the end of our session it was a privilege to have you with us today thank you so much sir for sharing your success mantras your inspiring tips with us and we hope that it will definitely give some clarity and boost to our audience also guys check out their amazing products at ecocari.org do follow them on instagram twitter linkedin and facebook and make sure to subscribe to their channel ecocari on youtube you can also donate and career your plastic waste at the pune workshop and do contribute in humanizing fashion is there anything else that you would like to add sir is that uh, do follow us do support small businesses like us because it is a difficult time for the small businesses to survive the big corporates do have deep pockets but the small organizations like us who work with 
the societies for the betterment of the societies and are trying to do their bit are struggling it's not only about the ecocari it's about the all small organizations whom you can actually buy so it uh, even a single order from you, anyone of you does help in creating a better what i call an ecosystem in those small organizations so do support that local for local kind of an organization uh, these uh, things it will help actually india in uh, getting back out of that covid recession kind of things which we have as of now yes sir completely we wish you all the luck for your future endeavors thank you so much